Welcome to Where Medicine Meets Ministry. Dr. Cherie Talks Faith and Facts, a podcast that explores the relationship between faith and facts and its divine impact on the coexistence of mind, body, and spirit. Here's Dr. Cherie, a medical doctor, best-selling author, international professional speaker, a breast cancer survivor, and the queen of how to let go and live today and every day. Welcome to another episode of Where Medicine Meets Ministry, Dr. Cherie Talks Faith and Facts. Well, this next episode is actually going to be presented as a two-part series, if you will, because it's a lot to take in. And I want to talk to you about how your childhood shapes your relationships and your shape shows your purpose. And therefore, what you experience in your childhood, those hurts, those wounds, those issues that need to be healed and resolved, if they are not appropriately addressed, they will shape your relationships, your relationship with your spouse, your children, your friends, your co-workers. And that shaping helps to mold and shape you. And your shape will definitely show your purpose. So your relationships and how you heal are extremely important because they will affect every area of your life. So in this first part, in this particular episode, I want to talk about how your childhood shapes your relationships. I don't think you can really address your relationships without addressing your mental health. You know, mental health becomes one of those subjects that I don't know why it's such a taboo, uh, especially among certain cultures, but your mental health is just as important as your physical health, and it should not be hidden under a rock. It should not be anything that anyone is embarrassed about um, or afraid to discuss because it is real. Not talking about it, putting it under a rock, burying it, or simply stating that you need to think differently or feel differently is not the answer. Um, Mental health is a true health condition and it needs to be recognized, taken seriously and appropriately addressed. And your mental health includes our emotional, psychological and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel and act. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others and make choices. Mental health is important at every stage of life, from childhood and adolescence through adulthood. Over the course of your life, when you experience mental health problems, your thinking, mood, and behavior are affected. Many factors contribute to mental health problems, including biological factors such as genes or brain chemistry, life experiences such as trauma or abuse, family history of mental health problems. In other words, we have all experienced mental health problems because I don't know of anyone 
who hasn't experienced some form of trauma or abuse, whether real or perceived. One relationship that is vital to the survival of the family structure is the one between a husband and a wife in a marriage. And that's the relationship that I'm going to talk about today because it really is the root and the source and the foundation. That relationship is vital. And when children come out of a relationship that is not in a marriage, it impacts them. When children are the fruit uh, of a marital relationship, if that marital relationship is not healthy and whole, those children are impacted. So I want to address in particular when I state that your childhood shapes your relationships, the relationship that I want to focus on today is the relationship in a marriage. I recently heard someone express that for the longest time in their marriage, she often felt like a little puppy dog in their marriage. She said that she would yip and yap and tug much like puppies do as they tried to vie for their owner's attention. She felt as though she was continually chasing after her husband, pleading, you know, pay attention to me. But every foot she got closer, the more he moved away. But in all honesty, she was not as innocent as a cute little puppy dog. While her need for his love and attention was valid, and it still is, it had also reached unhealthy levels. She continued to move towards him because she was dependent on him for her security and self-worth. Enter the childhood past affecting the present marriage. Growing up, her parents' relationship was highly unstable, which definitely affected her sense of security and stability. She was desperate to have her new family become the opposite of her childhood. But the problem was she did not have the tools to create that environment in a healthy way. When she said that, a light bulb went on because I had witnessed the same significant instability in my own parents' marriage growing up. And I bet the light bulb is going off or going on rather for many of you right now. She went on to share that unequipped, she simply tried to force it, manufacture it, control it in order to soothe her inner heartache. Her husband, on the other hand, though, grew up in a much more stable home, but he was a middle child. And as a middle child, he often felt as though he wasn't seen. So to minimize rejection, he learned to be self-reliant, independent. And when things got hard, he moved away from others, isolating himself. I, too, am married to a middle child who similarly responds the same way as her husband. So, can you imagine the puppy dog scene now? One is yipping and yapping, attempting to draw closer and vie for attention when things get difficult, while the other chooses to move away 
during difficult times, preferring isolation. Many of us have childhood, childhood wounds that shape our style of relating. Karen Horney's research, should check her out, says that each of us adopts a style that helps us survive and overcome the pain of our childhood. People generally either move towards, which is me and the young woman I was describing, move away, her husband and my husband, or move against. Move towards people. They want to control the relationship for their own sense of security and self-worth. Move away people want to detach themselves from relationships to protect themselves from more pain or disappointment. And move against people try to dominate and rule over relationships, sometimes coming across as a bully or tyrant. The styles of relating may help us avoid pain for a while, but since God created us for connection and intimacy, they will soon simply cause us to wilt away. We certainly can try to fight against old behavior patterns and create new habits, but ultimately, if we don't allow God into the places of childhood pain, we will simply begin to adopt the unhealthy patterns of other styles or regress back into our own. Behavior modification may change how you act or react, but it doesn't heal those heart wounds. But here's the great part. God does. He does heal those heart wounds. The more we get to know him the more we grow to trust him. The more we grow to trust him, the more we can trust others. This is not because he will protect us from every hurt that will inevitably happen in our relationships. But it will happen because we have a clear picture of who we are in him and because of what God has done for us. We recognize the power of redemption that is possible in our own lives. And therefore, we can accept the grace that our own behavior requires. And we can develop a deep compassion for others as they too work on allowing God in to heal, redeem, and make them whole. So we don't have to move towards others in order to feel our need for security and self-worth because we have found security in our relationship with God and our identity rest in him. We don't have to move away from others like those middle kids because we know that in him, we will never be rejected, forgotten, or forsaken. And we don't have to move against others because we know that the dominion of others is not required for us to feel safe or respected. We know that we can rely on the Lord for our protection. 
identifying our own styles of relating greatly helped my husband and I heal as individuals, but also helped our marriage. With God's help, we're helping each other recognize old behavior patterns, speak truth louder than our childhood lies told us, and remind each other of the powerful life that we now have in Christ. So I admonish you, those of you that are married, those of you that are in committed relationships, spend some time talking with your spouse this week about your style of relating. Does your spouse agree? What about his or her style of relating? While talking about your childhood wounds can be painful, there is nothing like having your partner be a part of the life change that God wants for you and your marriage. And God does want to change, mold, and shape you, your spouse, and your marriage because your shape shows your purpose. Tune in next time for part two when we'll go deeper into how your shape shows your purpose. You've reached the end of another episode of Where Medicine Meets Ministry. Dr. Cherie talks faith and facts. Be sure to visit MedicineMeetsMinistryPodcast.com to join the conversation and to view the show notes for this episode. And follow us on Facebook at Where Medicine Meets Ministry and on Twitter at Med Meets Men. That's M-E-D meets M-I-N. If you love the Where Medicine Meets Ministry podcast, we'd love to hear from you. To subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. And to connect with Dr. Cherie, go to drsheriemd.com. D-R-S-H-E-R-I-M-D.com. Until next time.